Hi. I haven't made an episode in three months and one week, almost to the exact day. And the reason for that is mostly because I have been traveling all around the state of Michigan preaching for almost every single weekend for the past three months. And so I have been super, super busy with all of that preaching and I've taken on multiple weekly Bible studies and over the past couple of months I also started my own company. So forgive my absence, but I've been so occupied with things to do that I decided that if I were to try to make some podcast episodes during all of that, they probably wouldn't be done with the same amount of enthusiasm and the same amount of, I guess you could say, quality that I would want them to be. And I realized that I have a tendency to take on more than I should at once. And so I decided that it would be better for me to not try to be Superman and do a million things <laughs> and make sure that I did all the things that I was doing well uh, instead of taking on mo many, many things and not doing any of them particularly excellently. So anyway, tonight I am just a bit reflective because I am not going to have to speak tomorrow morning and for the better part of the next five weeks, I won't have to speak. And at the end of October, I'm starting up another circuit of speaking at different churches. And so tonight I had some time to just sit in my room and relax and start just reflecting on whatever God might be putting on my heart. And it was so funny. I had just started winding down. And I was impressed to think about my podcast and I was impressed to start coming up with another topic for the podcast. And I felt like I needed a bit of a push, a bit of confirmation to make another episode because it's already late. I was hoping to have been asleep by now and... You know, I had a lot of excuses in my head. And then all of a sudden, right at that exact moment, I got a message from a close friend who was telling me she felt impressed to let me know that I should do another podcast episode. And so I was honestly pretty tripped out on that. That was, pretty <laughs> that was not expected, but it's really cool how God works when you are open to being used, which I was feeling open tonight, but I just didn't feel like I had that much energy. God knows our frailties and he understands us. And he knows that sometimes we just need encouragement from another human being. And so uh, thank you to my friend who sent me that message and I appreciate you being used as well. And tonight, what I want to share with you is a message that God has been trying to teach me for some time honestly, my whole life, and 
really in the past three months as I've been so, so busy. And tonight, it really just kind of hit me. And what I'm talking about is how it's so important for us to take time to rest. And I know that I've alluded to this or or mentioned this to some degree in another episode or perhaps more than one episode. But really, I felt like this topic was being put on me by put on my heart by God and that somebody listening to this at some point in the future really needs to hear this right now. And so as I've been preaching for the last three months, I have found that God has been using me more and more and helping just showing me how good he is and how much he can do through us when we are simply willing to be used as a means to reach people with the hope that he gives us. And what's been really encouraging to me is that every weekend, every Friday night as I'm getting ready to speak the next day, I may have had notes that I've been writing for my sermon all throughout the week, but on Friday nights when I start going over them to prepare for the sermon the following morning, it's like none of it makes any sense. I don't know how I had thought that it was a good idea to write any of that. Any of you who are writers and who are creative in that respect, I guess you could say, where you like to just organize your thoughts by writing them down, journaling, or speaking in public, you know that what it's like to have found a lot of hope and confidence in a draft and then decided when you looked at it at a later time that it just belonged in the garbage. And so then every Friday night I would be looking at my notes and I would just honestly be completely bewildered and pretty overcome by a sense of defeat and think to myself, what am I supposed to say to these people tomorrow? How am I supposed to share with them anything that matters whatsoever? This isn't just me trying to persuade them about a a certain opinion about any particular thing. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to be speaking on behalf of God. I'm supposed to be giving these people a message that he's placed upon my heart, that he's been acting out in my life and teaching me. And it just seems like whatever I thought I was being led to say doesn't even matter anymore. And so what I would be resigned to do would be to pray and surrender myself and just ask that God would work a miracle the next day. And I would just have to go to sleep believing that he would speak through me. And sure enough, the next morning I'd wake up a little bit earlier and I would spend time preparing and I mean, honestly, it would seem like it was a rerun of the night before. And I would inevitably just pray again. Many times I would go on a prayer walk in the morning before leaving to go preach. And I would just start listening to some really uplifting spiritual music. Sometimes it was Hillsong. Recently, it's been a lot of Audrey Assad. I don't know if any of you guys know her. But I just recently started listening to her music and it's been incredible. And I would start driving to church. Sometimes it was, usually it was no no less than 30 minutes of a drive, more like an hour. And I would pray and ask God to just really use me. And boom, every single time I would just get this rush of a download of what I was supposed to say. And it was all 
derived from what I had been preparing during the week, but it was just a little bit different and it was more specific and it was very concise. And it was like all the preparation I had been doing during the week was giving me a wider and deeper foundation in the message that God was giving me than if I had just found those exact points that I was given on that morning. And every single time I would go up to speak, I would have those couple of bullet points, a few verses or whatever it was. And then I would step up to the pulpit in prayer and I could feel the Holy Spirit just come over me. And and it wasn't always like it was an emotional thing or like it was some kind of physical sensation or anything like that. It was like this quiet abiding trust, this confidence that was not from me. And it was a confidence not in my ability or to articulate something interesting or to persuade. It was simply a confidence in knowing that as long as I was open to being used to, to speak on God's behalf, he would put words in my mouth that would encourage people. And I would start speaking and it was like it wasn't even me speaking to a point. Like I would start saying stuff and I didn't know what the next thought was supposed to be, like to follow up that sentence. And God would just, I w- I'd be praying as I was speaking and all of a sudden the next thought would just come flying out of my mouth. And I was like, whoa, that wasn't me. It's a little bit freaky, but also super exciting. And lo and behold, I would be watching the audience and you can tell when you have a captive audience when it's quiet and people aren't fidgeting and they're just looking at you. And at the end of the message, I would be done and then I would greet people as they left the sanctuary and I could tell in people's eyes that God had worked a miracle that day. And I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of really cool things in my life. I've been to the Amazon jungle. I've been to the pyramids in Egypt. I've been to Israel and walked in the same places that Jesus walked. I've skydived. I've done a lot of really, really cool things. And I'm honestly here to tell you that nothing has given me quite as much fulfillment or satisfaction or even this deep excitement that is not just a moment of elation, but it's it's like it's a life force, like a driving motivation to keep being open to God as, it, as I've received from speaking, uh, using my gifts. My, one of my spiritual gifts is teaching. Another one is preaching. Another one is the gift of tongues. I speak several languages. And every time that I use those gifts for God's work, I get this incredible sense of fulfillment. And you might be asking what that has to do with rest, because I think I mentioned that at the beginning, that I wanted to talk about rest. And if I didn't say it out loud, I was at least thinking it. But what I'm getting at is that God, we need God in our lives in a deliberate fashion, in a deliberate way. And what I mean is we have to be intentional about spending time with God. We have to be intentional about unloading everything from within us and allowing God to fill us up. Here's a really easy object lesson for that. It's like if we are a jar and the jar is full 
of nasty pond water. Well, then how can God put beautiful, nice grape juice in there if there's no room in the jar to fit that, right? It's just going to be diluted and mixed up and it's going to be gross, right? Like nobody wants to drink grape juice mixed with pond water. That's disgusting. What you need to do is you need to empty the jar so then now the grape juice can be poured in and the jar can be filled. And so many of us struggle, I think, with feeling connected to God and feeling like we are on the right path, spiritually speaking, and in other ways as well. And many times, I think the reason is because we are not taking time to detox. We're not taking time to unload the stress of each day and of each week and of each phase of our lives and of anything that we may be holding on to as any type of baggage or any type of weight from earlier in our lives. And therefore, there's no space in our being to be filled up with things of God. And so think about that for a second. I encourage you to pause and reflect and think about what you may be holding on to right now. Any kind of stress that may be keeping you from being filled with God. And how do you fill yourself up with God? Super, super easy to answer. All you have to do is take a little bit of time, maybe a lot of time, depends on what's going on. And you need to pray and you need to read your Bible. There are a lot of really, really good spiritual books that you can read too. But I'm going to tell you what, in my personal life and in my personal conviction, if you are just reading a bunch of devotional books and spiritual books, which of course can be edifying, don't misunderstand me, but you're not really spending time in the Bible and the Bible isn't your primary source of spiritual food, then you should reevaluate that because all you're reading in those books is what other people have to say about the Bible. Or sometimes it's even worse, right? It's sometimes that the books we're reading are probably good books, but it's somebody talking about what somebody else was talking about and maybe what somebody else was talking about regarding the Bible. And so how many steps are we removed from it? And lately, my goal has been to really just take the Bible for itself and just read it without any input from any other types of books. Sometimes I'm still reading some other devotionals, but what I'm saying is my primary source of spiritual food, my primary diet is just the text of the scriptures. And it has been very refreshing. And then the third part of the spiritual experience, if you want to grow, if you want to have meaningful connection with God, is that you need to share what God is teaching you. You need to share what he's doing in your life. Because if you're not doing that, you're going to become very weak spiritually and you're just going to be taking in food and getting fat and lazy spiritually and hoarding all of that to yourself. That's not how it works. Look at any experience in the Bible, any story where somebody became a disciple of God. And I guarantee you, every single time someone became a disciple of God, they went and told someone else the miracle that he had done in transforming their lives. And so let me put this to you. If you right now don't feel like God's doing anything in your life, 
then consider this. Maybe you're not taking the time that you need to absorb God. Maybe you haven't taken the time that you need to take to empty yourself of yourself so that you can be filled with God. So empty yourself of all the cares of this life, of all your insecurities, all your worries. Just pour it out before God. Empty the jar before his feet. Allow him to do with those things what he will. Trust that he is good and that he will help you and that he is here with you to encourage you. And then allow him to fill you with the promises of the Bible. Allow him to speak to you when, he, when you pray, when you look out in nature. Allow him to minister to your soul and you will find that you will be encouraged, uplifted, and blessed beyond your wildest dreams. You will find, like I've been finding, that you can have a quiet, abiding trust no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how busy you are. And that's encouraging. I was on a hike the other day with a friend of mine, and he told me that last year he had, he had been sick for several months. It was something like four months at least. And out of nowhere, he seemed to develop a bunch of allergies to different types of food. And this was weird because he had always been pretty healthy, and it was uncharacteristic for him to be experiencing these health challenges and he tried this and he tried that and nothing seemed to really be helping too much and long story short he met a guy who told him that he had had a similar series of health challenges and that he had found this lady I think she was from Canada or something and she was a psychologist and she was helping people heal their bodies by changing the way that they think. And that sounds really weird to people like me who, especially if you come from a family of health professionals, <laughs> like anything metaphysical sounds kind of sketchy to the max actually. But my friend decided that he was going to go along with this program and he was going to be, and basically what that meant was he was going to take an hour every day to change the way that he was thinking. Because what he found was that his brain was and his body was dumping all these stress chemicals into his brain and into his bloodstream and essentially he was under a prolonged fight or flight response without even realizing it because in his head he didn't real he didn't feel stressed about things to that degree but his physiology was telling a different story and so all that to say that the way that we think has a drastic effect on the way that our bodies respond and the way that our bodies are tuned and how they're, how they're behaving. I know a little boy right now who's going through a series of similar health challenges as my friend, some autoimmune stuff, and it's really been challenging for him because he can't do the things that he's used to doing. He's an active little guy. He's someone who I care about very deeply, and it's hard for me to see him not be able to do the things that he enjoys. And the interesting thing is, anytime his mind starts getting the best of him and he starts getting stressed and anxious about his condition and wondering if he can truly have hope that he'll get better, immediately his health declines. I mean, it's a literal immediate effect. He'll get nauseous. He'll have some bowel issues. He'll 
have a higher heartbeat or heart rate and immediately he gets into this type of panic mode and his body it manifests symptoms of it that's called a psychosomatic reaction and so he's learning and it's going to be hard for him because he's still little but he's learning how to manage all of that and how that is affecting him and so that he can take control of his health now once again what does that all have to do with rest well isaiah 30 verse 15 says for thus says the lord god the holy one of israel in returning and rest you shall be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength and then he says but you would not so the bible tells us god himself speaks in this verse saying in returning and rest you shall be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength so this is my invitation to you to make the effort to return and to god and rest and find your salvation in that find yourself having strength because it says in quietness and confidence shall be your strength don't be like the people that God was speaking to here when he says, but you would not. Choose instead to accept the invitation that he gives you to spend time in quietness, to find confidence in your, and have that be your strength. God is bigger than all the things that are stressing us. Right now, things are challenging because the world seems like it's falling apart. I'm not going to talk about politics or any of that kind of stuff. But... You know what I'm talking about. It's like we're just constantly bombarded by all of our devices with a series of notifications all throughout the day. We wake up in the morning and check our phones, and more than likely we've got several notifications just waiting for us. These apps that want us to open them so we can see what other people are doing in the name of being connected to other people. And honestly... It's not really a good thing. Yes, our devices are powerful tools to help us be connected with one another, but they can easily, very quickly go too far. And we or we can allow them, we can allow ourselves to go too far in constantly taking in all this information. They're constantly clamoring for our attention and draining us of rest. I don't know about you, but I have come to a point in my life where I really value taking time away from all of that, taking time away from being stimulated by my devices, by information, by what everything that's going on. And I'm not advocating for you to be uninformed, but I'm just saying, take time with God. Let me pose this thought to you. In Genesis 1 through 3, we see the creation account. God makes the entire world. God makes Adam. God makes Eve. And there's no sin in the world. And so I know a lot of people have different views about the biblical Sabbath. But let me have you think about this. If God made the Sabbath before there was sin in the world, how much more do we need it now that we live in a world that never stops moving? How much more do we need it now that the world is falling apart and we can't remember what it was like to surround ourselves with the beauty of nature without being 
without fear of being canceled for disobeying the ever-changing guidelines of society's politically correct cancel police. There are so many reasons to take time to rest. Personally, I keep the biblical Sabbath from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, and my family has done that ever since I was born. And yet, I'm finally, as I'm 30 years old now, quickly coming up to 31, I'm finally realizing how important it is that God gave us that one day to take time apart from all the normal things that we do all throughout the week. And it's not, many people get this wrong. They think it's just a day where you can't do anything and so you're just super limited. No, 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 no. God knew that we needed that for our health. God knew that we needed that for our sanity, for our well-being in every possible dimension. God knew that in our time, in the year 2020 in particular, it would be harder than ever to find ourselves able to successfully spend that quiet time with Him. And so that's why He invites us to spend 24 hours with Him. Sure, some of it were sleeping, of course, so I'll give you that. But, you know, it's a hard reset on our week so that we can start the next week rested, encouraged, having been intentional about seeking God out in a way that we don't do the rest of the week, emptying our jars, emptying ourselves of all the stress that we have, all the baggage we're carrying, just anything else that we've got that is keeping us from God and allowing ourselves there, thereby to be filled with his goodness, with his grace, with his peace, with his love, with his encouragement, with the promises that we read in the scriptures that tell us how he'll be to us. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's either Malachi 3, 6 or 4, 6. I can't remember which exact verse that says, I am the Lord, your God. I do not change. God has promised to be faithful to us in so many ways. And yet, many of us don't realize that he has ex extended to us this incredible invitation to spend time with him for a whole day. It's like, if you have someone you really, really care about and you with whom you really enjoy spending time, and you don't get to see them very often, think of, here's a really easy example, a long-distance relationship, or a parent and a child who are very close, but the kid's off at school, like in college or something. Or maybe they live in a different place because of, of work. Whenever those two people get together, they will be super intentional about the time that they have, and they won't let normal things distract them from each other. They won't let routine things come in the way of the intimacy that they'll share by spending time together, by earnestly, intently seeking out one another's presence. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave you with this verse, Revelation 3:20, as I close this episode, giving you some things to think about. Jesus himself says, Behold, and this is the New King James Version, the NIV says, here I am with an exclamation mark. <laughs> he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. Now think about that. Jesus himself is offering you, right now, an opportunity to spend time with him. Any day of the week, but especially Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. And I want to leave you with that, that opportunity, that invitation that God gives you every week. And of course, every day as well, to spend time with him, to empty yourself of all the worries that you have, so that you can have space in your life and in your heart and in your mind to believe the promises that you have space now as well to take in as you spend time with him. I promise you, it's worth it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I promise you, you need it. And I promise you, nothing else will fulfill you just like this can. If you want to reach out for any reason, whether you have some questions about this topic or you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email me at edificationstationpodcast at gmail.com, edificationstationpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.